I'm Em. And I'm Lex. And we're thrilled to welcome you to the Ready, Set, Coach podcast. Now, we're not just your hosts. We're also mamas, entrepreneurs, coaches, friends, and co-founders of the Ready, Set, Coach community. What began as a pandemic side hustle has blossomed into a vibrant online community crafted by coaches for coaches. So when we're not immersed in our coaching community on Circle, we're busy managing our other businesses, navigating the ups and downs of life, and of course, recording this podcast. This is where we dive deep into epic conversations about life, business, coaching, and everything in between. So are you ready, Lex? I'm set, M. Let's coach. Hello, Hi. <laughs> Y'all are in for a treat today with us, gotta say, gotta say. On a scale of one to melty, how melty are you? I think my pause just answered that actually is I couldn't formulate what number I wanted to say. (laughs) You were like absorbed into the asphalt kind of melty? Melty. It's been a melty day. I've had um, a few coaching calls. You've probably had 18 calls yourself. We just got off a co-working session and I feel, I feel, um not alone today, meaning I feel like everyone's had a little bit of melty. Yeah. I feel like during the end of the week, I'm kind of like the little engine that could, and then I'm the little engine that wants to lie down. Little little engine that wants to sleep. I am in life lately though, to our credit, I feel like your life is always a hundred million miles an hour. Mine isn't, but I just finished hosting my parents. And then last night I threw a party for my husband with my in-laws and my parents and, you know, the whole not sleeping with my baby, not sleeping because of my baby thing. Anyways, I feel like there are reasons for me being melty. Also, if you're watching on YouTube, you're in for a real hair treat mm-hmm. with me today. I, and if you do watch on YouTube, please let us know that you are watching the thing on YouTube. I would just appreciate that. Um, and if you are, so I don't know if I told you this. Well, this doesn't even matter. It's not even, it's a non-story I'm about to tell. So my son, he'll look at us in the morning or when he's chewing and he's like blissed out and he'll go like this and he kind of- You mean blissed out? Like he's like enjoying his food. He feels- Like happy. He's just like in bliss. In bliss. And he'll just go like this to you back and forth and smile kind of like a Cheshire cat. That's how I feel right now. I'm like blissed out slash exhausted. Ashlyn's uh, word of the week is happy. When yeah. she's eating, she goes, happy, 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 happy. I'm like, oh, I get it. I'm happy when I eat too. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. It's like sleeping. I'm happy here. Let me let me happy, demonstrate happy, this happy. to you. This is another. Happy, happy, happy. Um, so, you know, it's very fitting that we're talking and highlighting our melty brain mm. because I also feel like this has been, we're in a season of melty brain and well, okay. Melty brain adjacency. I don't know. Melty brain transition. Here it comes. So what is like melty brain? Not getting stuff done. What is not getting stuff done? Procrastination. Beautiful. And I'm going to give you um, a little, a little quote that I have heard, and you probably have heard this yourself. Procrastinate. Wait, if you have little ears nearby, you've no, been I'm warned. Gonna, okay, I'm gonna go. Bleep everything out. Procrastination is mass, and at the end, you're just effing. It doesn't work. Just say it. Okay. <laughs> just say it. Procrastination is like masturbation, and the end, you're just fucking yourself. 
This is uncomfortable the second time. Lexi is like, I can't believe you said both of those words in one sentence. Her her face is is very red. Which a quick squirrel. Emily and I, well, Emily just finished the corn of what is the actual series called? Court of Thorn and Roses. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is very smut, which I think we talked about on another podcast. Anyways, I was reading a very smutty scene last night and I was by myself getting super uncomfortable. And I'm like, when did I become a prude? Anyways, that was an unnecessary <laughs> squirrel. And yeah, that's our friendship. And we know everyone everyone okay. knows that. But I do want to know if, who's finished it because Lexi has told me about this for a year and I just finished it in a month. And I think this is a great example, Lexi, a great transition of when you are committed to something, you want to actually fulfill what you are committed to. And so when I am committed to reading, and I've been warned by my mom about this, she's like, don't bring books on your honeymoon. Your father ignored me our whole honeymoon. And I brought books and I ignored my husband the whole honeymoon. But um, I have an addictive personality in very specific ways, books and binging, and binging series. Like those are two things. And then also you've seen this over the course of the last two seasons. If I get hooked on like a particular hobby, for example, rock climbing or core power yoga, where Lexi's going to make me take a shot. I I really commit to the thing in the same vein. When I don't want to do something, doing it, it, I will do everything in my power to not do the thing. When you Think about procrastination, regardless of who you are, if you have an addictive personality like Emily or not so much, there's usually a reason behind why you're procrastinating. And they can generally be funneled, the reasons can generally be funneled into a fear of failing at the task, category one. Number two, overwhelm. Or number three, lack of motivation or just not deeming it important, right? Mm. So if something's not super, super important, then you might not be as motivated. So I think one of the first things to do if you're someone who has been procrastinating and you'd like to move past procrastination is take a step back and think about which of those three buckets do I fit in? Am I procrastinating because I'm scared? I'm anxious, right? Maybe you've been procrastinating on launching a course, for a year now? Is it because you're afraid it's going to fail? Or that's bucket one. Are you afraid or overwhelmed? Because there's still so much to do that rather than, you know, do it, we're just going to get caught in overwhelm analysis paralysis. Or three, if you're really, really deeply honest with yourself, it's not something you're super motivated to do. You're not in love with the core. So it's easy to kind of procrastinate and set aside. And it's, it's so funny you, how you described all of those, those different feelings, because I felt a combination of a lot of those sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know, I've, as my, as I become an adult, I've definitely become less of a procrastinator, but oftentimes eating the frog or like doing the hard thing first, if I don't do it first thing in the morning, I'm not going to do it during that day. And so that even goes back to like other episodes we've talked about, about knowing flow in that I know myself and then I will deem it not as important. And then I'm not clear enough. And I, I, I don't have enough focus time and I'll make, make an excuse and then I'll be pushed off to another day if it's not in this very, very particular time. But I was going to share in college, I, and high school, it was like the ultimate procrastinator. I would write all of my papers 
the night before in like a lucid state at midnight. Like it was insane. And I would get A's. The ones that I planned for in advance, the ones that I pre-wrote, the ones that I batched failed miserably. So I, I'm curious and I want to, I want to hear about your experience, Lex, but my mom also reinforced growing up this idea that she's like, oh, I always, you know, do my best work the night before. So I also had permission from someone to work in that kind of high frequency kinetic state. Yeah, I think it's an, it's an interesting thing to think about. And as I'm reflecting in real time, I motivate, I, uh, resonate a lot to the lack of motivation as it relates to task aversion. Task aversion meaning if I don't enjoy the task. I have never been someone who has really procrastinated in my career, which is a good thing. I guess I like my career. That's not true. I procrastinate with accounting because I hate accounting. Mm -hmm. And to the test, test and testing college and whatnot, I studied the night before and got A's. And why did I study the night before? I hated studying. I don't, I, I didn't like it. Right. So for me, it was while I still got the job done, um, it definitely is that, that category three for me as I self-reflect. Hey everyone, Lex here. And M. And if you haven't heard, we did something pretty darn cool. We sure did. We launched a completely free community built specifically for coaches. Say it again for the people in the back. We launched a free community for coaches. Tell them quickly who it's for and what we're doing inside Lex. Sure thing. So it's for anyone from the coaching curious to side hustlers to coaches ready to scale. And through the virtual platform that we've built, we've created a safe and fun space to learn, launch, grow, connect, ideate, collaborate, vent, and evolve together. Nailed it, Lex. Now, while it's free, you must apply in order to gain a free membership, you know, so we can make sure everyone inside is awesome, like us. (laughs) Apply today at readysetcoachcommunity.com. Yeah, this is a, this is an interesting self-reflection, but I do think that there is an opportunity for people to evolve just because you studied the night before, or I wrote tests the, the night before, it doesn't mean that's how we hope to or want to be operating now. And we've talked again in many episodes about batch work, or we've talked about focus. And I think these were tools that younger versions of self weren't necessarily equipped with. We're so, we're so fortunate now. There's a lot more access to man, you know, project management tools. And like, I, I don't know, I didn't know how to manage a load before in the way that I feel like now I could be like, oh, this is not a high priority. This is a high priority. Um, this needs to be done. And then it's usually the tasks that don't, to your point, don't aren't a high priority, but still need to be done that get left into this void of, oh shit, <laughs> I need to now do this. And then yeah. I don't know about you, Lex, but when I am in that place where you know it's there, but you're also exhausted and you don't want to do it, it feels like someone is just squeezing my shoulders. Like I feel guilt. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, I think where I procrastinate the most are on tasks like, okay, I'm reflecting guys. I have different categories and I'm curious those listening, if you relate to, so I just had reflected that I have a lot of task inversion related to any kind of 
workload. But when it comes to household chores or things beyond Mm. work, I actually resonate more with overwhelm, I think, actually, um, because of me making a mountain out of a molehill or me Mm -hmm. feeling like it's going to take so much longer than it actually takes when in reality doing the laundry might only take me 15 minutes and my brain it feels like such this big task and to that point I can then deprioritize so I'm not even answering your question really but (laughs) I don't know if I feel like someone's literally pulling my shoulders or guilt but I think there's let's let's think about that why would someone feel what would trigger the guilt that you feel when you're procrastinating? For me, it's this feeling like being in this time zone. I'm in I'm in Colorado, so I'm behind the East Coast. So I can feel guilt of like being slower to respond. I'll wake up with texts or emails and I have to like really work hard just not to respond to them immediately because they've already had two hours of work. And then on the flip side, anyone that I work with in California is finishing their day and I've already finished my day. So I then can feel guilt like, oh no, I didn't deliver what I was supposed to deliver in that time. So I always feel like people are waiting on me. It's a me thing, not a them thing. And also I'll just say, I think that it's usually when there's another person involved in the picture. Okay. So I'm going to have you coach yourself into the answer to this. Of the three buckets we brought up, fear of failure, overwhelm, or lack of motivation, which bucket does that fit? Failure. You don't want to let other people down. A thousand which triggers percent. guilt. Which triggers mm. guilt. And, so, then, yeah. and, then, and then it feels like, well, maybe I'll just fail. And then if I fail, then people won't rely on me. And then they'll just not stop asking me to do stuff. Well, you brought this up um, recently with me. We were finishing a module and I know it's something that you were putting off and you're like, I feel so guilty or I feel like you're going to be mad at me or I feel like that you were procrastinating doing it maybe a little bit because a little bit of aversion. It's not something yeah. you love to do. Um, but also you probably didn't want me to to hate it and then you have to redo it or let me down. <laughs> yeah, no, all of yeah. those things. And it's, it is interesting that like Lex and I, when we met, um, I had always wanted to create a group. And one of my biggest resistance of creating a group was the modules and was the idea of creating modules and being like, well, I have nothing to teach people and I have nothing interesting and I, you know, one of my strengths is I I can write pretty well and I can come up with content, but beautifying things is something that it overwhelms me so much. In fact, that now when I write my newsletters, I write them in a Google Doc. And so I'm not distracted by making things pretty. And so when I, if I write them for Ready, Set, Coach or, or for Six Degrees, I'll give them to Lex and she'll make them pretty or I'll give them to my assistant and she'll make them pretty. So I don't have to like spiral and that's a spiral for me okay so what you just really demonstrated there was moving past something that you were doing your overwhelm and your procrastination and coming up with a solution so we've kind of talked about the why behind procrastination it's freaking normal guys we've all every single human on this earth has at some point procrastinated on something i will stand proudly behind that so <laughs> what are the solutions how do we get ourselves to stop procrastinating. Emily, do you want to tee us up? Yeah. I'll share one of my favorite 
marriages kind of based on this conversation. So you guys heard that I love reading. And when I'm reading a good book, that's literally the whole entire day. All I can think about is when can I read again? And I'm so glad that I finished this series because now it's like my brain can clear. But what I've done is I've held it hostage. And so in that, I will have to do the hard thing to reap the reward. And it's interesting because in hindsight, I actually did, it's habit stacking is what that is. And it's something that I used to do at the gym when I lived in New York City. I was only allowed to watch my smutty uh, vampire TV show, The Vampire Diaries, if anyone's watched that. I was only able to watch it in the gym on the treadmill. And I was not allowed to watch it at home or in bed. So it meant that I went to the gym more frequently. So you were rewarding yourself. So I was rewarding myself. Exactly. So for example, again, I, I, as I read this series for the last few months, was being able to do the hard thing and then I could give myself a 30-minute break and sit and read. So for Emily, something that works, and also if you're on YouTube, this is probably my fourth hairdo of this episode. So again, go to YouTube. The layers are just dripping off, guys. No, just I didn't shower today, so my hair is it's, it's rough. Yeah, well, boo you. Your hair looks great. Um, okay, so what works for Emily is setting up rewards, and I think that's really beautiful and works well with someone who can be really self-motivated and has a, a fair amount of um gumption no. gumption not the word I'm looking for but yes you have that too <laughs> has like uh self-control Grace. or like self-accountability yeah self-accountability to some extent so you could also set up a reward system with an accountability buddy if you're someone who doesn't feel like you can hold yourself to that standard um another tactic that I want to go over a way to move past overwhelm that I have found really successful with people we've coached and myself is to to sit down and break down and make a plan for the task. So what this looks like first and foremost is getting out a pen and a piece of paper and writing down what are the steps, the manageable steps that need to happen for you to achieve something. So let's take, for example, um, scheduling your next email newsletter. Okay, maybe I'm procrastinating on that. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to sit down. I'm going to write out what are the steps that need to happen in order for that to take place. Step one is I need to think of a topic. Step Mm -hmm. two, I need to open up ConvertKit and write the topic. Step three, I need to send it. Okay, now we're going to put a little micro, micro bullet point under each of those on tips or techniques or resources that I might have available to help me do that. So for coming up with a topic, maybe it's turning to chat GBT. That could be a resource. Or can I revisit some old content from the gram? Or Mm -hmm. can I look into a presentation I made once? That's a tool and a resource. Number two, going into ConvertKit. Maybe what's going to help me do that is time blocking and putting it on my calendar and scheduling. Well, maybe for me, what works is announcing to the world that they can expect a newsletter to come for me next Tuesday. Now I have public accountability. The last step I want you to take note of here is putting a rough time estimate. How long do I really think that will take me with all the tools and resources? 
And let's say I identify it'll take 30 minutes. Now, all of a sudden, I know I am, I'm not making this task out to be something bigger or something that it's not. I know it's going to be 30 minutes of my life and I literally have a step-by-step plan of how to do it. That's so brilliant, Lex. And I think it's, it's so true in terms of like moving past overwhelm. So many people will, myself included, will be like, oh no, it's, it's going to be so much work. And then you kind of sift through the work and what the reality of it is like, oh, it's actually not that much work. Oh, the venue is taking care of uh, the food. This place is taking care of that. Like if you're planning an event, that's an area that I see people get really overwhelmed, but the checklist approach and writing out the small micro tasks and also acknowledging that it's only going to take this much time is really helpful. And I'll also also note the other thing that you said about seeking outside help or inspiration. So like turning to say chat GPT or turning to your, your work wife or turning to, you know, your business coach. I find that those individuals that are rooting for your success are really helpful in helping you move forward. So those are some great tools to get started. I want to take us back for a second to the three primary categories, because again, the first step here is to really reflect on what's triggering the procrastination. Is it fear of failure or something related to that? Is it overwhelm or is it, I'm just not motivated. Maybe there's a task aversion, right? So that's step one. Now, what if we determine that it's fear or perfectionism? Emily, I'd love for you to share some strategies for overcoming fear of failure and perfectionism. Well, I think the biggest thing too is the value of progress over perfection in coaching, especially so many, we see this actually day after day with all of our coaches. They're like, sorry, I can't put my offer out. It's not perfect yet, or it's not ready yet, or the pictures aren't pretty enough, or the the offer is not fully wordsmithed the way that we want it to be. And so often it's putting yourself out there. And a lot of people simultaneously will then complain about scarcity or they'll, they'll, they'll note the scarcity in their life. Yet the common theme, the common denominator here is, is you. If you're the one who is, as I said earlier, effing yourself, you are the one literally holding yourself back from success. So, I mean, some of our favorite strategies is to to test and iterate in real time, to put something out there. And then if you fail, you fail fast and you you change, you reevaluate and you 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 rise to the occasion. I think the other thing too is, and we see this and we've probably mentioned this nine million and a half times, but we see people test something and then retract it really quickly. They're like, oh, I tested it and no one reacted to it. So it's over. And I, no one liked the thing that I was doing, but in reality, no one saw the thing that you were doing. So again, giving yourself space and time to, to experiment and, and get feedback. Two other strategies that I like to use, they're not mine. So credit to whoever came up with them once upon a time, one playing out the worst case scenario. So literally like writing out or saying what happens if my newsletter is imperfect, what will happen? Okay, let's play that out together. Um, well, maybe people will unsubscribe. Mm-hmm. Okay, what will happen with people unsubscribe? My list will get smaller. What happens if your list gets smaller? 
It just does, right? Like maybe there's less opportunity. Well, what's the positive of that? Maybe you're weeding out more of your wrong customers, or maybe you then say, yeah, that sucked. My list shrunk by 10, but now I'm going to do something proactive and grow it. So when you start to play out the worst case scenario around business, it usually lands somewhere that you can, you can move past. Beyond that, the other thing is, will this matter five years from now? Will this matter? If it's not going to matter five years from now, why are you spending your energy and time worrying? Right? That's another, again, credit to whoever came up with that. But those are kind of two little mindset things that I like to play out. And if the answer is five years, no one's going to remember this, then just do the damn thing. Right? Lex, you're singing to the right choir here. One of the my favorite things I love to remind people, tell me about a time in college when you did an all-nighter and remind me what was on the test you studied for. Do you remember? Like, do you remember the content? Probably of the- Spanish tests. And okay. no, I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, but we thought that it was the end of the world. We thought that if I didn't pass this grade, I'm not going to get fill in the blank, a job, a car, a I'm not going to be successful. All of these little failure spirals that we can talk ourselves into when in reality, like I I have glimmers of those, those times, but I have no idea what I was studying for. I don't remember what the, what the content was. And yet I felt so self-important and like I was the only being in the world that mattered at that moment. And in reality, it was just a speck in your life. Oh, show. So here is your homework. What we want you to do is think of first and foremost, honestly, what is the task you've been procrastinating on? Then we want you to put it in a bucket. Why are you procrastinating? Get really honest with yourself. Are you fearful of it? Are you overwhelmed? Are you really not motivated to do it? Are you you really don't see its importance? You really hate the task. Once you have a bucket, it becomes a lot easier to come up with a plan or a strategy on how to move past. We gave you a few today. There's a ton more. Hop on Google. Ask your fellow coaches. Ask us in the community. If you're not in the community, join the community. And we can help brainstorm together. Mm. As always, beautiful homework, Lex. And I love, by the way, when you mm, me. Mm. 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 Yummy. <laughs> happy. <laughs> happy. And no, no. Happy, 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 happy. We'll see you the next Thanks. Oh, yeah. Um, Until next time on the Ready, Ready, Set, Coach, the podcast. If you're enjoying the Ready, Set, Coach podcast, please leave a review wherever you are listening. For more information about Ready, Set, Coach, visit readysetcoachprogram.com.